I'm Ade. I'm Kwekubek Crane. And you're listening to the very first episode of our brand new podcast, Into Into the the Bush, Bush. where we dive deep into metaphysical topics from an African spiritual perspective. Today we're going to be discussing one of the most foundational questions in life. Every culture or group of people around the world has their own answer. It's one of the most common questions in religious spaces. What is God? All right, Kwaku, what you think about that? Man, that that's that's a very deep question. You know, when you ask that question of what is God or who is God, you know, because as soon as I even hear the term God, I think of a very specific culture and their definitions and their relationship with how they see the world, right? Mm -hmm. So when you ask that question, what or who is God? Honestly, I don't know. Mm -hmm. I know who Onyami is. I know who Olodumare is because those are the cultures that I was raised within, right? And so in those cultures, the Yoruba culture, the Akan culture, they have their own set of definition and relationships that define how we see the creator, how we see the mm-hmm. supreme being. Mm-hmm. But when you say God, like most times when I hear God, I think of a man, right? Mm-hmm. That may not be the situation when we go to particular cultures, particularly Icon, Yoruba, and so on, mm-hmm. right? And so that question of what is or who is God, it really depends on the culture you're coming from and mm-hmm. how you see the world, right? So mm-hmm. I don't know God. I know Onyame. I know Olodumare. No, that's a very good point. I think that Words have etymology. Right. I, I think that's what you're getting at, too. Words exactly. have etymology. And etymology, you know, mm-hmm. deals with the history behind words, how they came to be, how they've adapted over time. And so words are tied to culture. Mm-hmm. And there's really nothing we can do about it. So like right. you said, the word God mm-hmm. has an etymology. Right. And, it, and it's really tied to a, I would say, a Christian. Exactly. You know, Christian cultural perspective. You know, maybe it has some earlier origins, but right now when you say God, exactly like you said, it's a Christian concept. You think of a man with white hair who sits up in the clouds. And for me, that, you know, conception has never resonated with me. Like, it's hard for me to think of God as someone who sits up in the throne. Mm -hmm. To me, I think of God as everything. Right. God is everything that we can see, touch, feel. God is infinite. God is the universe. And not only is God the universe, but it's also the consciousness mm. that we recognize in the universe. Right. It's the sentience that we recognize in the universe. That's deep. And so humans call that God, right? Mm-hmm. We recognize that if we send certain energy out into the universe, it responds. We recognize that the universe is living, breathing, right? And mm-hmm. so I think that we, we as humans have always attributed names to that. And so I think that God is just one. But I think the, the point that you made is really important. You even said that you know, God is not a man. Right. Like it's difficult to conceive God as a man because when I think of God, like, you, you know, you say, I don't know if Christians necessarily say, call God the creator. Mm-hmm. Right. But I would say Christians also recognize that God created everything. Mm-hmm. Men alone don't create things. Right. You know, if, right. if anything, you would think of a woman, mm-hmm. you know, because women bring life. Right. But to me, it's the balance of masculine and right. feminine energy. And so I, you always make that point to me and I love it. That like the name that you call a creator comes with a certain connotation and certain relationships right. that come with that. And you always talk about the Akan and their relationship to the cre- to the creator. Mm-hmm. 
No, I'm not. I, I think what you're saying is, is spot on, you know. Um, like, cause I, when I think of particularly the icon, you know, cultural framework, one mm-hmm. of the things that is very foundational is that for, for the icon people, specifically the traditionalists, this world is a spiritual world mm-hmm. with a physical overlaying, so to speak, mm-hmm. right? So what's, what is fundamentally real is spiritual. And Onyame can be seen as the originator, the progenitor of all of that, right? Mm-hmm. Onyame is, the, is the, the supreme being. Mm-hmm. It can be seen as the progenitor of all of it, right? And like, as you're saying, in order for Onyame to really be able to create, it has to have a balance of that masculine and feminine energy in mm-hmm. order for it to create everything that we see around us, mm-hmm. you know? And so it's, it, it, this is a very deep co- topic, man. It's, it's, yeah. well, what are some of the, because you you even break down some of the names for the creator in our con culture, because mm-hmm. we're talking a lot about why we don't necessarily resonate with the cultural context behind the word God. Right. Like, what are some of the names for the creator in our con culture, and, and what's the what's the connotation behind those? You you try that's that's a whole podcast in and of itself, man. But like there are so many different names, you know. So one of my favorite names is Chejiampong, right? And this is almost like a praise name of Onyami, right? Mm-hmm. So Chejiampong, it will be like saying the tree that you can lean on and you know that that tree will not break, mm-hmm. right? So imagine a very very great big oak tree or something. You can lean against it, you know. That that tree is going to be there. Like you mm. feel very solidified in that tree being there, right? Mm. And so that even speaks to the Akan person or even an African person understanding that Onyame is always going to be there. Mm. Onyame is the entity, the thing, the totality that you can call on in any situation, and it will be there. Yeah, one one proverb that I absolutely love, and I think you may have actually taught me this proverb. You say, if you want to tell something to the Creator, tell it to the wind. That's yep. an Akan proverb. And to me, that that one speaks to the conceptualization of the creator from the Akan perspective, because the wind, you know, has so much power. Yep. You know, the wind affects our lives in so many ways, yeah. you know, and in a hurricane, you get winds upward of whatever, 100 miles per hour. Right. It can come through and destroy things. The wind, air gives us life, mm-hmm. but we literally cannot see it. Right. So, so, so piggybacking on what you're saying. To me, that's the same thing with the creator. Like, like, like that proverb that the creator is this infinite thing that is really, really responsible for you know our existence, but you, you, you literally can't see it. Man, that that's that's such a, a deep point, and that 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 is not common proverb. And 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 Chia would say, um, right? If you have something you want to say to the to to Onyame, say it to the wind. Like that, mm-hmm. that's such a real point because to me, it even speaks to the multiple levels of of the multiple aspects of Onyami, the creator, right? Mm-hmm. Like you said, you know, if you go outside and it's a hot day, the sun hitting on you, if you you feel that breeze and you just like, oh man, thank yeah. you. Right? You just like that feels so good. And to me, that even reminds me of the times in which you're in a situation and Onyami shows something, does something mm-hmm. through whatever form. And you just like, man, it reminds you of Onyami. It reminds you of what Onyami is able to do. There was another proverb that you gave me too that I absolutely love. And it was like if if the child of a blacksmith ah, knows yes. how to forge yep. and no one has taught him, yep. Onyame has taught him. Man. That's, I love that one. When you told me that one, I, I that one I was just like, wow, that's one of my favorite proverbs. That 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 is such <laughs> that that's a deep proverb, man. Because to me, that that just also speaks about 
the fact that we have something there's certain things inside of us that come from nowhere else but onyami mm -hmm. right no matter what is around us some of these things they come from onyami mm -hmm. you know and so like no matter what like we have that special piece that comes from the creator that's within us and that gives us that spark of life you know yeah, yeah absolutely i mean like so so i'm i'm absolutely on the same page mm -hmm. you know i think we're saying the same thing that god is not this person mm -hmm. you know that god is everything mm -hmm. you know god is all around us god is right. infinite god is the universe mm -hmm. god is in everything yeah you know we're talking about proverbs to recognize that but i think it's also important to touch on the fact that as humans we personify mm -hmm. spirit whether it's the creator mm -hmm. in its infancy I mean, in its infancy, right. sorry if that's even a word, <laughs> but in its infancy, or it's like the other deities like Orisha, right. Right. Abosum, we personify these spirits and these energies to make them easier to work with. Right. So yeah. I think that all of the stories that you may find about God in the Bible or some of the stories that you may find about God. And that's another point that we can get to because there is a different relationship in certain African spiritual systems that can sometimes seem impersonal. Mm to outsiders right mm -hmm. it can seem a little bit distant but my point is we give those personifications to these spiritual ent entities or energies so that they're easier for us to work with mm -hmm. so that we can have stories that we can teach children and things that we can pass down mm -hmm. to help humans conceptualize something that really is infinite man that that that's you you be saying some deep stuff man like i think even in what you're saying it helps us to realize that as we said in the beginning, the way we see, the way we call Onyami, the creator, is based on your culture, mm -hmm. right? And so one culture's representation of Onyami is for them, mm -hmm. right? And so very often, as, you, as you're saying, like we're a lot of African people here in America and all, all over the world due to colonization, we're used to thinking of the creator and seeing a man. Probably people an think older of white man. an older white man, long hair, whatever, mm -hmm. but that is a particular people's own personification. personification of the creator because it allows them to attach and see certain things but it's not for us we have our own way of engaging well would you let me ask you this would you say i i, I spoke to it a moment ago but mm -hmm. would you say because you've heard outsiders who come into african spiritual traditions right you've even heard some european anth anthropologists say that the relationship that certain african cultures have to the creator is very distant or mm. impersonal do you do you believe that to be true because and I'll, just to give a little bit of i guess background knowledge they say that typically because there's not as much work done directly with the creator right yeah because again the view is not that the creator is a man that sits up on the throne right yeah a lot more work is done and i'm speaking specifically to the yoruba akan uh voodoo other spiritual systems that we've had a lot of experience with and those systems you're working primarily with the intermediaries between us and the creator. You're working with the Orisha. You're working with the Luai. You're working with the Abosum. You're right. working with ancestors. There are not really many shrines directly to the creator to the great, that you're yeah. working with. Yeah. You know, so would you agree with that assessment that the relationship is very impersonal in these African spiritual systems to the creator? So that, that, that once again, that's a very interesting question. I think... One, there's no one way to really depict and, and, and truly say what our traditions are. Mm -hmm. Because sometimes some person will say it's this, 
And like maybe you can find some slither of truth or whatever it's inside. It's vast. It's vast, yeah. right? You'll find some place, okay, maybe, yeah. But from the perspective that I understand, particularly from the icon people, I can I would not agree that it's impersonal. Mm-hmm. Especially when you have the understanding that Onyami is in everything. Mm. So Onyami is in you, it, it is in the human, it is in people, right? So Amongst Icon, a person has multiple parts. One of the parts of that that creates them, that that comes together to to, to as like it, it, it makes the totality of them. One of the parts is called the Okra, right? And this is some people translate it as the soul, but this is the part of you that comes directly from Onyami, mm-hmm. right? And so every human has that, and then also animals, the trees, the rocks, these naturally occurring things, mm-hmm. they have what we call sunsun, and some people mm-hmm. say that spirit. And so mm-hmm. that's another thing that comes directly from Onyami. And so when I go to my garden to pick herbs to heal myself or to heal my family member, my community member, or when I go and I play the drum that was made out of the tree in the forest, or I do X, Y, and Z, I'm working with Onyami. Mm-hmm. Now, it doesn't look like I'm going to a man sitting in a chair and asking the man to do something, right? It doesn't look like that, but I am still actively working with Onyami, but it doesn't seem as direct in the way that some people may want it. And there Mm. are even things with that part of you that you have, the okra that comes from Onyami, there are things that you actively do to make sure that it is good, that it is okay, that it is situated appropriately. And so to me, that's working directly with Onyami. When you do that work, that personal work, you're working with Onyami. Yeah, right? that, that that makes absolute sense. I mean, from my experience with Yoruba culture, mm-hmm. yeah, when you give reverence, you will give reverence to the creator first. Right. You know, you have many, many praise names that you'll call the creator by. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to think of one off the top of my head. I mean, sometimes, you know, when I'm giving reverence in the morning, you know, I'll say uh, Olodumare Oba Ajiki. You know, and and that that latter half of that praise name means the king that we wake up and greet, mm. right? So when you say mm. Oba, it doesn't mean king in the Western sense, like a man that's a ruler. Mm-hmm. And that's a whole other topic that we can go into about Oba being genderless. But it's the king that as soon as we wake up, we greet. And there are a whole bunch of other praise names that we give to the creator. But the reverence is always given to the creator. And even the point that you made when you're talking about there's a part of a human being that comes directly from the creator. It makes me think about many Ifa stories about Olodumare, the creator, um, giving other spiritual entities Ashe, mm-hmm. or just Ashe being like this uh, right. this power, this force that's present throughout the universe. And this is honestly a conversation that can go on and on and on. But I think it's important to understand everything that we're saying is our conception of the creator as human beings. The creator is incredibly vast. The creator is infinite. The creator is timeless. So it's beyond human conception. If we're saying that the creator is the entire universe, in our galaxy alone, there are millions, if not billions of stars. And in the observable universe, there are billions of galaxies. So the creator is infinite. Man, that's a real deep point you're making. And it reminds me of a praise name that we have for Onyami, the creator um, from the Akan perspective, mm-hmm. right? From Akan culture. And that praise name says, mm-hmm. and it means one who endures from ancient times 
and forever. Mm. Right. And so this means from the oldest point in time you can think of to the furthest point in the future, Onyami is there, has been there and will be there. The creator is timeless. Before we close this out, I just want to share a few names that showcase our understanding and relationship to Onyami from the Akan perspective. Mm -hmm. The first one is Onyankopong, alone, the great one, the supreme being. Obwadie, the creator. Odomankuma, the one who is infinite, boundless, absolute, and eternal. Jedriampong, mm. the tree that you can lean on and you know it will not break. Bre'echihunuadie, the one if you bring something behind your back, it'll still see that thing. The one who is all-knowing. Inyasombia, the one that does not have a single place of worship. The one that is everywhere. Asha. Asha.